This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne. It's 6am Thursday the 6th of June and you join me at Luton Airport. I've got a plane to catch on Porto Bound as tonight we play our Nations League semi-final against Holland. Right, where's my gate? Ladies and gentlemen, once again a very warm welcome on board this EasyJet service to Porto. Our flight time today is two hours. So two hours later, touchdown in Porto. Quick Uber to the uh, nice little village called Riberia, where there's 12 of us in what appears to be an old watermill. A couple of adjacent converted barns as well. Really nice little area, nice and tucked away. Out of the city, there's a, a river and a waterfall. Just outside, very quaint little place. There's ducks floating around. As I say, 12 of us all here. Hire car, lovely. The fridge is stocked. Swimming pool. Sadly, though, it is a little overcast. A little bit of drizzle in the air, but don't let that put you off. Don't let that spoil it. So yesterday, I didn't actually see this at the time, but Portugal made their way through to the final. Ronaldo, we mentioned him in the preview podcast, hat-trick against Switzerland, 3-1. As I didn't see it, but I did read, though, that it was a VAR issue. Still haven't sorted that out yet, have they? VAR. So it's time to put my England shirt on. Probably going to need a bit of a jacket, I reckon. And we're going to head on to Guimarães for the game this evening. So if you know what, uh, what was involved in getting into the ground here, you had to download an app to where you got your ticket. Uh, UEFA would give you your ticket through this app once you purchased your ticket. And it was fairly straightforward, to be fair. Just opened up your Bluetooth and went through the gates, all the turnstiles, and a fella on the gate would just hold his lanyard up against it, and your phone would change to green and... Away you go. And uh, yeah, so here we are inside or on the outside of the Gamares grounds. Saturday morning after the Holland game and you join us at the breakfast table here in this uh, fantastic little villa we've got here in Portugal. It's kind of a first for the Free Lions podcast, sort of a Sky Sports Sunday supplement sort of thing, isn't it? Uh, I'm joined by fellow England fans uh, at the breakfast table. We've got CJ. Yeah. yeah. Nice to uh, have a podcast chat in, uh, in person. In person. Yeah. Dan. 
Hello. You alright? Russ, we're alright. And we've got Ian. Hello. <laughs> and it'll probably be other various other voices joining us as we go along. Let's start going in with last night's. Firstly, <coughs> the ground. I thought ground was a smashing little place. Gourmet's ground. Yeah. Nice and tight. Good atmosphere in there. It was, yeah. It was a good atmosphere, yeah. Enjoyed plenty of England fans in there, pretty much. What was it? Three quarters English and a little yeah. corner of Dutch, a little corner of Orange. A few locals. A few locals thrown in for good measure. Mainly, I mean, we'll get on to it later, but no trouble inside the ground. Not and at all, there. No. no. Well, a lot of pissed up people, but no trouble. No trouble with no. <laughs> that's, that's a It's a good point, though, to be fair. Like, you, you did gather the, you know, <coughs> the whole day on the, on the drink all day was yeah. in a lot of them, you know, yeah. falling over chairs. And stuff. Oh, nothing yeah. bad, nothing violent, but just, just silliness. You know, people yeah. falling over chairs, knocking people over, and, you know, but you get it in there, you get it everywhere. It's in football now, football. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So the, the game, just get on to that. Starting 11 uh, was Pickford, Chilwell, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Rice, Barkley, Delph, Sancho, Rashford, Sterling. Right decision? Um, CJ? I probably would have started Wilson instead of Rashford. He's the he's one most, most similar to game. And I think it, it works better. In, our, our team works better. We've got that sort of striker through the middle. I really like Rashford. I really do like him. Um, I'd rather see him come off, off the bench, maybe. Um, that maybe, that's something I probably would have changed. Yeah. Shopping, look on him. Yeah, I just thought um, the Champions League had an effect on the team. Champions League final. So obviously we had no, no Ali, no Henderson, Kane as well. Uh, Alexander-Arnold wasn't around. Okay. But on the flip side, Holland... And Van Dyke and Wijnaldum. Well, yeah, it seemed to me that the Dutch team or the Dutch manager didn't factor in the, champ- the effect of the Champions League final, and Southgate did. Do you think he's holding them back for the final? <coughs> I don't know. Why, if, if you don't get to the final, it's pointless holding them back. Isn't it? <laughs> I think the Dutch manager, to be quite honest with you, probably looked at his team. <laughs> if we're like Van Dyke and Wijnaldum, is my team massively weaker or is it equally the same you've probably seen it as massively weaker whereas Southgate he trusts the youth he trusts people like Royce, Delph that's even Barkley and he probably thought no no I trust them more so than what Koeman could his fringe players so to speak so I think that was what factored in you've got to look at Trent I would play Trent over Walker every day of the week now however Southgate's probably looked at him and thought well Trent's played a big intense game four days ago whatever it was do I put him in or do I just go with my lad that's played for me since I was here, Walker, senior player? It wasn't really, until the game started, it didn't look like a downgrade, but Walker was poor last night, in my opinion. He was quite poor. Unfortunately, he was, well, I say responsible, but he came up for the own goal, didn't he? His name was put down for that. It was pretty much defensive errors, wasn't it, that that we lost this game? Oh yeah. yeah, I think um, I think the Dutch were the better team, but they didn't have anybody to put the ball in there unless we helped them. That's right. And that's basically yeah. what it boiled down to. Um, they kept the ball better than us. They were more composed than us. And in the end, their 
They pressed so far up the pitch, we just couldn't get out of the final third for a lot of the game. And you could see, you could see the defenders and the goalkeeper arguing with each other. Sometimes it was a goal kick as to who to pass it to. And in the end, in the end, it was one, one mistake, and it was, it was, I think, it was a, a result of the pressure of the game, just being pressed so far into their final third of the pitch. They couldn't get out. And I think the, the, the Dutch manager was, was bright. He worked out that his two central defenders could play with the ball and ours can't. And there was no outpass. And that, that for me was caused the mistakes and that cost us the game. I would say ours could. You've got to look at Stones. Stones can play the ball up, but I think what it looks like, you know, you've got De Ligt and Van Dijk. You look at them two, they have, they're both, they're both had fantastic seasons. You've got to look at Stones. Stones hasn't played a full 90 minutes or any sort of football for about 10 or 11 weeks. So you've got to remember getting thrown into that environment last night. And Maguire's what? Maguire's not played for four or five weeks since the last game of the season. He's been on holiday, he's winding down a bit. All right, they're on the professionals, so they're, they're going to be it's switched on. However, you know, they've had a long, hard season, so to get thrown back into an intense environment like that. All right, the thing that annoyed me is just you can lose a game, but to give the game away, which is so frustrating. That's, and that's what we yeah. did before. All right, just calling out, it was a well rehearsed routine. The lick put it up, good head out. We didn't have anyone on the post, which didn't really make sense, but you can't moan with that. But other than that, they didn't have a lot of scoring. They probed and probed and probed. Like De Jong was fantastic in the midfield, as was Wijnaldum for them, but didn't look like they were going to really cause any problems. They missed a few sitters, but we gave them two goals in the end, and that was it, wasn't it? I thought Wijnaldum ran the show. I, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He just... He was just everywhere. And Dion. And I think ultimately Van Dyke was spraying out passes. Forget what he was doing in defence. He was spraying out passes fifty yards across the pitch. I don't think he really did it. He may, may have, I think he may, maybe made one mistake during the whole game. And you look at ads and I suppose him and Van Alden were on a high, weren't they, for the Champions League final? Um, that's the that's the other way of looking at it. And maybe, you know, I think maybe Henderson should have, probably, you know, he we looked better when he came on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The closing the game, it's called football. If you don't have the ball, you can't win the game. He's spreading the play, wasn't he? He was, he was he had the ball, he was distributing it. He was, yeah, you've got to you've got to be able to hold on the ball. Close out the game, slow it down, speed it up, control the pace of the game. And when Henderson came on, we we did that better, and uh, I think we I think we played better after they equalised. Yeah, the last sort of fifteen minutes of the game, normal time. I think we, we were the better side for that part of the game. Other than that, I think they were the better side. Well, one of the issues that I had with it, I mean, we it looked like we've. What was it five, six, seven minutes to go? It looked like we were going through until our friendly three-letter word VAR came into play yeah. for the for the second time in two games. Was it Jesse Lingard? Was was it judged to be like toenail offside or something like that? To me, I mean, it would, obviously it would have been been great if we'd have, we'd have gone through, but the whole VAR situation to me just took too long, and it wasn't just that moment because two minutes later the we'd go up the other end 
and VAR is used again for a penalty scenario in, in Holland's, for Holland's benefit or, or for Holland. Has this got to be changed? It has to be quicker. It has to be quicker. The, the night before, we were at the game there and it was forever, wasn't it? Yeah, it, took, it seemed to take forever. I, I think there was one or two decisions in the World Cup when we were out there. We didn't know they were happening. It seemed a lot more it, like, fluent, wasn't it? It was a lot more fluent, yeah. Right. I, I agree. Although obviously it didn't go our way last night, I agree with it. I think it should be there. If, if you're a toenail offside, you're a toenail offside according to the rules at the moment. I personally think it should be daylight between the defender and the, and the attacker. I, I think it should be. But ultimately, the rules are there at the moment and that's what they are. <laughs> you can see probably why it took so long because of... It was so tight. Mm. It, it, yeah. well, they reckoned, don't they, from one angle it actually looked onside. The other angle it wasn't. I was saying to CJ last night, and it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but, and I might just be saying this because it's England, but I don't think, I, I think I'd say either way. You know, like in cricket, there's an umpire's call. Yeah. You know, when it's close, it's umpire's call. Surely that we'd benefit from that sort of judgment. You know, if it, I don't know how you'd measure it, but just have that element of, Respect to the referees, this original, the original decision on the pitch is onside. The lines, what was your, oh, I thought it was onside, okay. So if it's not within, I don't know, they have a measure, measurement, if it's not within that amount of offside, it's still offside. I don't know, but it just, that, I believe that killed us. I think that killed us in the game. But the, the, the weight as well, it was the weight mm. of how long it took. And the fact it was such a great goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Brilliant goal. Yeah. It's a fantastic, well, it wasn't a goal, was it? But it, it was yeah. a fantastic move. And it, it, it did, it did kill us a bit. Did that? It was seven minutes that they added on at the end, and I'm, that's three and a half minutes each for decision, and that's without factoring in like some substitutes as well. But what I found was annoying as well. All you've got on the screens in the ground is just it says VAR. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that. Checking VAR. There's no communication yeah. integration yeah. between supporters. And the system, yeah. I think that needs to be. They should show it. They should show that. They should show the well, team cricket. Because yeah, I think I think one of the issue one of the issues is that well, one of the issues with showing replays in stadiums is obviously if it's a if it's a tight decision, it could cause problems within the crowd. But if they can explain why it is, we'd stand there and go, okay, that's fair yeah. enough. I think I don't see any reason why they couldn't have put that. That on the screen, that that decision because it explains to everyone. Yeah, and then we'll look at it and go, because this is coming into the Premier League. Yeah, I think it's only us. No, it's uh, Man United and Liverpool that can't use the screens because their stadiums aren't up to standard. So, Um, (laughs) strangely enough, so there'll be especially night matches. There'll be a lot of people missing their last train because the games will be finishing half an hour later. Yeah, half, an hour, half an hour later than what they are at the moment. A few people will be, and be annoyed at Wembley as well. That's right. Yeah. Have a post-match muffin. Yeah. <laughs> Early morning yeah. muffin it will be. Yeah. I think we've got to look at it and, and see that it's the it's the second semi-final in in you know in the space what eleven months. Um, we've come a long way. People devalue this competition, but I think it's arguably harder to win than the Euros. Because if you think about it, during this competition, we've had to face um, Spain home and away, Croatia home and away, 
um, then Holland on a neutral on a neutral stadium, and um, we would have then have had to play Portugal effectively away. Um, Holland, uh, you, you look at their running; they've had to play France home and away, Germany home and away. Oh, okay, I'm not too much. They're still Germany, home and away, and then you know you look at the, you look at their semi-final playing Portugal away, effectively, and they're on a neutral venue. It's that's that's harder than any Euros really, I would say, to go and win to go and win the Euros. So people talk about it being devalued this competition. I I think it's it's a very 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 hard this you know competition to win and yet we've got to qualify you know we didn't have to qualify for it but the point is we play Estonia Moldova San Marino yeah. you know teams like that and you know Portugal and Holland do exactly the same at the end of the day and they, we play against these teams that made, are happy to score a goal or pick up a point so yeah qualifying qualifying is one thing but yeah it's it's a difficult competition to win effectively from the start to the end because of the quality of the opposition and it's going to it's going to really enhance a lot of countries um, a lot it really is going to help a lot of countries progress forward it's going to enhance their abilities I, I just think look at Kosovo you, you look they, they got promoted Scotland even got promoted and they're, they're in the same they're in the same league as Germany now you know so it's and, and Croatia I, I just think that last night the game reminded me so the second half reminded me so much of the Croatia semi-final match yes it really did we just couldn't close out the game leaving 1-0 and it, it was only a matter of time before they equalised and I just think it, it, it sums up where we are in world football at the moment we're probably a top 18 at the bottom end of that and we've just got to find a way of managing the games better to, to hold on to leads and, to get over the line and and that for me means being able to keep possession of the football not necessarily do a lot with it but just keep possession of it more, you know and we just don't have those players certainly the, the two central defenders who were able to, to hold the ball Play out time. Arguably our best, in my opinion, <coughs> I don't know what you guys are, but one of our best midfielders that can do that, give on the ball, is now on the beach somewhere, Harry Winks. Yeah. Played in the Champions League final. Might not have been fully fit, I don't know. Might be more to it, but he's on a beach somewhere. I think he'd have, he would have played that Frankie, I'm not saying he's as good as Frankie Diong, I'm not saying that. He'd have played that sort of role last night. Got the ball turned, turned on it, spread it about. Like a Henderson would have, but I don't think Henderson was fully fit last night. I think if he was, he would have played, in my opinion. I think uh, Gareth Season was a massive, massive part of his system. But someone like Harry Winks, a bit of youth, he played amazing in, in Spain. He was brilliant in Spain. I don't know. It just, it just seemed like last night, <clears throat> it went back to like the Iceland game when we had, in the midfield, we had like three similar players. You had Royce, sideways player, you know, Decent player, Delph. Delph put himself about. Then two in there. Did the same sort of thing. Barkley tried. He, he was combative. He tried to get up and down, but it, I don't know. It just seemed. I said before when the Lions came out, 
the, that game was would be won and lost in the midfield. If our midfield could cope with Darun, Wijnaldum and De Jong, we'd win the game. If we couldn't, then they'd win it. And in the end, it sort of come true, really. Because their midfield just bossed us out of the game. Kept the ball. I think Koeman actually said that effectively their defence could play the ball out. And ours could think, yeah. So, and that kind of makes me think in the past when we've been able to do that, we play three three in the back because we've had Walker and he can carry the ball forward. And I think the other thing is with that as well is Maguire can go on these mazy runs. He has licence, doesn't he? Yeah. And there's there's still those two players further back. Or you could do that if, for example, you played the likes of Eric Dyer who can drop back um, into defence. Yeah. So we could do that. We could play four at the back if, if somebody like Eric Dyer was playing. No. I'm, I'm looking forward to when um, Gomez playing next season for Liverpool. Before he got injured, he looked to me to be the sort of player who could have, is a footballing centre-half. Um, and I think he could be the... He could be big... If he's fit, he could be a big player for him the next season. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We've got Switzerland now. We can't automatically qualify for Euro 2020. We've got to go through the whole rigmarole of qualification for that, which I'm I'm sure is a not foregone conclusion, but we'll have to to go through that. Switzerland on Sunday. Can we come third, or is it going to be better than last year? Well, yeah. You look at the game at Leicester when we played them. They. They looked all right. They looked good going forward, but we 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 could have won that game by three or four, maybe. If we we were in first gear, weren't we? I think um, everyone was on a high because um, of what had happened a couple of months before. But we should win it. You we should, we should you win it. The bookies will make us favourites. We yeah. should win it. He should. If again, you don't know, do you? If all's well in the camp and people like Trent. Henderson, they all come through it, Kane, fit, they are fit, but I don't know, you should play them, I think Trent is now miles our best right back, by a country mile, I think Pep has, um, I think Pep's turned Carl Walker into more of a centre-half, isn't it? Mm. I like that, because the way he plays, he plays Walker sort of just in behind the midfielders when they play, in their shape, Walker's now, well, I remember when Walker was playing the Spurs, he was first on the England scene, he was... You, you, every time he bomb on that right hand side, you would defensively would be scared because he'd be playing behind and he would be getting the balls across. It's changed now. I don't know. We should be on Sunday, shouldn't we? Really? I, I don't think we should be playing at all. I can't see the point of third place playoff. It's just crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I often think that with a World Cup's third and fourth place, what's the point? But that is this tournament they've got to maximise well, what they can out of it, I guess, haven't they? And I think all the, the players, you know. They're on the beach now. Yeah. Um, I think they'll get on. They'll get. They'll. 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 will go. They'll go through the motions, and it'll be. I don't. I don't know if it's extra time or not, but they won't want that. It'd be. It'd be one nil to somebody. It'd be well, time, they, time to go yeah, out. The ground will be full. Nah, that's true. They're England fans. It'd be interesting to see how many England fans do turn up. And and quick word on the England fans. Um, I was, I didn't really want to spend too much on it, but. The, the genuine England fans in the ground last night fully behind the team um, but there is a small yeah. element unfortunately that still caused trouble 
Um, is there any way of eradicating that? I don't think there is. It's it's a social problem. It's not a football problem. It's a social problem. Um, you, you go to any major city yeah. in in the UK. You go to Cardiff on a Saturday night, and you get a group of rugby lads on a party. A big group of lads. You're going to get one or two that cause trouble. Groups of people. Law of averages says the larger the group of people, the more people you get that are going to cause trouble or whatever you want to call them. You're going to get. It's just a law of averages. You're going to get more people. I don't know what they can do. Like you said, it's not a football problem. It's a social problem. Because at the end of the day, the FA, I think, do a good job. They, they ban... If you misbehave, you either get ticking off and say it's your last last warning and you're going to be watched um, or you're not allowed to come anymore. And and that's it. it you know, it's, it's, it's our way or the highway, really. And it's the right way of approaching it. Um, you cook, if you do anything illegal over here, you know, you, you get dealt with it by the law, you know, the authorities. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, people doing what they were doing and causing issues, but they're not breaking any laws, so to speak. They're not members, so you, so you can't really issue with them a ban. Even if they were members, they're probably not going to turn up again. Yeah. So what's a ban to them? I don't know what you can do. If um, it certainly wasn't like it in Montenegro, it wasn't like it. In, it wasn't like it in um, in Russia. I'm almost certain. I mean, the two times I've been to Vilnius, it hasn't been like it. No. Um, Slovakia, same. Slovakia was a little bit, wasn't it? Well, it was more on the side yeah, of the police. It was being yeah. a bit. I think it's safe to say it's not going to be in Kosovo. Won't be in Kosovo. Yeah. I, ju- yeah. I just, I just think um, going back to your original question. I agree that it's a mentality and social problem, but in terms of practical things you could do, and it won't happen because there's too much money at stake, but every city centre doesn't serve alcohol. The exclusion zone in the city centres, no alcohol served for the generation. Because it's the alcohol that fuels it. So it's a social problem. Sadly, hope, well, hopefully we won't see it too much in the next game. In Prague, you'll see it. If in Prague, it's going to be an abs- Prague is going to be an absolute nightmare. And if we end up playing in some in, in the middle of some farmer's field or allotment with a couple of sheds around it in some village as far away from Prague as possible, if that happens, the the first people to complain will be the people that have been causing issues here in Seville, Dortmund, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. That's they will be the first people that complain, oh, it's terrible, but, you know. But at the end of the day, it's it's the fans that have sat around this table and other people that, like ourselves that are going to suffer because we've got to try and get get there and there might only be 500 tickets or something, you know, 600 tickets. But we're not we're not going to get more than 1,000 anyway. Really, I, I, I wouldn't say. that They're going to be... I can't, I can't see the trouble with it. That. that is the trouble with it. You're only going to get a thousand tickets and you might get four or five thousand travel to Prague. You've got to look at the easiest to get there. The Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. People making a weekend of it. The bar, that, I think that's what would worry like the Prague mayor's come out and said something. That, was, that, that would be what worries him. It's not the people in the ground. Because you know, you know for a fact those in the ground are the ones that are the members. They don't want to lose their memberships. It's those that are outside the ground. I, I'm pretty certain they'll... And it's in the FA's interest as well. I think we'll move it and play it somewhere else. Well, we'll wait and see. And you say about the fans around the table. Um, let's let's finish it there. 
Thank you very much to CJ, to Dan, to Ian. Got Trevor here as well. Got Ken over there. Thank you very much, Hannah and Ellie as well, for uh, for being part of it. Yeah, let's let's go forward to to the Switzerland game. Let's enjoy it. Let's come third and have a few good days in Portugal. In the meantime, in the sunshine, sun comes out. We enjoy it. Thank you very much for joining us on the Freelance Podcast. Don't forget, you can give us a thumbs up. You can do all that sort of thing on social media, and you can download it at all your regular places, iTunes. Tune in all your various podcast places, and I uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch up with you after the Switzerland game. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, thank you.